Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome to MagnaWave Office Hours. Trying to get there. We go. Had to get a battery hooked up there. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Glad to be with you on this Tuesday to answer your questions, whatever they may be about PEMF, MagnaWave, machines, training, anything that is that you'd like to uh, talk about. We're here to do that and to answer your questions. I got a couple of holdover questions from last week that we will be uh, getting to talk to some folks on the phone. If you text me today and I have a conversation with you, we'll send you a swag bag of MagnaWave uh, material. So we're looking forward to that. So if you'd like to send me a text at 502-599-9722, I will give you a call back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is that you'd like to uh, talk about. I do want to go into a, an area today uh, a little bit here at the beginning and talk about there's been some questions about waveforms, wave wavelengths, string, um, machine strengths, uh, that type of thing. And, and uh, first of all, I want to say that it's, it's not the way we normally operate to go out and talk about uh, or throw anybody out of our competition under the bus. The bottom line is that, that PEMF is a very good therapy and it works very well. And uh, there's a lot of different devices out there that, that folks like and folks use, and uh, they all, they're all okay. The biggest difference between devices is the strength. Some of the low voltage, low frequency devices um, that systems that are out there generate very small amounts of gauss, 35 gauss, 50 gauss perhaps, whereas when you get into our type of devices, you're talking a minimum of 200 gauss, 500 gauss up to 3,000, 5,000, 8,000, 9,000 gauss, depending on which machine uh, you're using and, and the differences thereof. And so that's the primary difference. Now, people will say, you see companies out there that, that uh, claim to have patents on their waveform or patents on this, ask to see those patents if someone brings that uh, to your attention. In the high power devices like the MagnaWave devices and some other devices on the market, the signals actually start and stop. It fires, it goes up, and then it rapidly de depletes itself and it stops, and then it fires again. Low power devices have what they call a sinus wave. The wave never stops, it just keeps going, kind of like an ocean wave, if you will. So it just keeps up and down. That's what they consider to be the pulsing in those devices, but they're not a fired pulse that starts and stops. Now, the NASA scientist, Dr. Bob Dis Dennis, showed that the, a lot of the good healing elements of the higher power devices is in the slew rate of the, of the signal, how quick the signal drops off to the bottom once it, just before it stops or once it stops. And that's where he found the best uh, capability of adding to the healing processes of these devices. Now, that can be a, a wave with a rounded top, that can be a wave with a pointed top, that can be a square wave, uh, certainly can be a sawtooth kind of wave. It's the, it's what he found was it's the slew rate or the die off of the signal that is where the real benefit comes from in these types of devices. Now, somebody will say, well, they've got this particular kind of wave and if it's a high power device and it, and it starts and stops, 
it again, it falls into the slew rate to where the benefit comes from. So somebody says, well, we have this kind of wave that somebody else doesn't have. It's difficult in some cases with these types of machines to control the wave, uh, the wave that's generated. Now with spark gap machines, spark chamber machines, where you have two electrodes that the spark actually jumps between. And uh, we have machines like that in our line. And then we have machines that are digitally controlled. The, the power, the energy to that, that produces the signal is produced by a, a, a computer chip and a particular array of uh, parts that are in the machine that cause it with the capacitors and the diodes and so forth that cause it to go. Those machines typically have a little softer top or they're, they're like a, what I kind of equate to a number two pencil that's been used. It's a little duller at the top, still writes fine, still does a good job, but it's not sharp. Some of the uh, spark chamber devices produce what I call a little sharper signal. So it's a little more definite. You feel it uh, you, you feel it a little more, it's a little sharper going in. So you regulate the, the power accordingly to have comfort or to find comfort in those devices. And so, you know, again, there's a lot of stuff out there and people are going to tell you things. They're going to tell you things about their competition that want you to believe that something is true or not true or not as powerful or whatever. Just ask the questions. Do they safety test their devices? Uh, do they work with, have they done any studies with their devices? not studies that are pulled off the internet. So there's a lot of different questions you can ask to find out if somebody is um, uh, being uh, forthright with you about what they're trying to do. Uh, I never got very far in my sales career uh, bashing my competition and, and going after people from that, from that regard. People can see right through that, uh, that, that, you know, why do you need to do that? I've always said when someone comes down, they talk about PEMF and they're talking about MagnaWave, check out the family you want to be with. And, and we consider ourselves a family. We consider our customers to be a family of the MagnaWave, MagnaWave family. We don't, we want to tell them what it's going to do. We want to help them get things done. Now things have changed dramatically. I mean, back when I was doing it myself, uh, pr pretty much by myself, my wife and I traveling, the, traveling the country, doing everything, being the customer service representative, the sales representative, uh, helping people get repairs, so on and so forth. There was a lot more involved. And sometimes one person trying to do everything is very difficult. Uh, today at MagnaWave, we have a, a very good customer service department. We answer the questions. We coordinate everything being returned. And the deals have changed at some of the factories. The factories have uh, our factories all work under the guideline of good manufacturing practices by the FDA. So we have to have return authorizations. We need to keep good records on what was done to the machine, when it was done, to the, when it was completed, so on. And so we follow those, those guidelines with our customer service department. Of course, all of our uh, uh, product specialists are very good at answering very basic questions or answering questions about the modality and what can be achieved and, and how it operates. So just make sure you're comfortable. You got somebody that'll talk with you. You got somebody that's there when you need help at seven o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning or whatever the time may be. We've got people that try to be there and to make those uh, contacts for you and to, to solve these problems. So 
I just wanted to kind of cover that. Uh, it, again, it, 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 all PMF is good. Some is faster than others. Uh, some devices uh, produce good comfort. Some devices take longer periods of time to use to achieve a result. That's one of the nice things that we like about our device and devices is that they're, they are high power. You do gain a result much more rapidly. You don't have to treat yourself for an hour or two hours or you know, whatever that scenario may be, 10 or 15 minutes on a given area quite often produces a feeling, a comfort, a, a, a re reduction in pain that you're looking for. So those are the things to kind of keep in mind. If you have any questions about that, send me a text. I'll call you back and we can discuss it or put it in the cat in the chat box and we'll answer those questions and uh, get along with you. Let's see here if we have any questions. A lot of folks with us this morning. David's with us. Liani is with us. Uh, Kim's with us. Jessica, good morning, Jessica. Carly's here. Felicia is here. Uh, Susan's with us. Uh, Rob's with us this morning. We, Tracy's with us. Idle Hour's with us. We're just glad you're here and we appreciate uh, your being here. Is uh, We have a question here. Is the Gauss different on the Semi-5 compared to the Duo? What are they, please? Also, if treating a horse on dual with two attachments, same settings on high, will they both be on the highest gauss at the same time, or does the power lessen? Okay, when you're talking about the Semi-5 and the Semi-5 Duo, they're very similar in their power output. When you're running two attachments on the Duo, each attachment, there's basically two machines in that device, and they're producing the maximum amount of gauss if you turn it all the way up. Now, what happens, though, if you're using the paddle on the Semi-5 Duo and you're putting it on a foot or you're using it on a shoulder and then you're using the large wave wings, perhaps on the hips of the horse, you're going to have a, a, a very different gauss delivery. The larger the circle, the less the gauss delivery. If, you're, if your circle or your paddle or whatever you're using is smaller, you have a more uh, direct approach and gauss delivery would be higher. That's why we say on some FEI devices, they meet the thousand gauss requirement on FEI if you use the large loop, the butterfly, or the wave wings. If you get to the paddle, you're going over a thousand gauss on delivery. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. When you hold the paddle and you, and you put your hands on either side to paddle, it doesn't seem like it's putting out as much as perhaps the, the butterfly. It's the configuration. It is providing more energy, but quite often you don't feel it as much as you would feel one of the other uh, attachments. So to answer your question, you're not lessening the power. You are changing the power by virtue of the attachments that you have. But if you have both of them on five and you have two butterflies, you're going to get the same delivery of gauss. But if you have a large loop and a butterfly, you're going to get a difference. You'll get more gauss out of the butterfly than you will out of the large loop. Or if you have the large wave wings, the gauss will be significantly lower, but you're stimulating a larger area of tissue on the body and you may see more movement with the large wave wings, even though the gauss is considerably lower. It's the, it's the penetration that we're looking for Everything produces at a minimum 200 to 500 gauss if that's that if that's where it's at it, what you're what you're looking for. But then again, when you get into the the paddle and the butterflies, the gauss does the gauss level or the gauss delivery does increase. Hope that helps. If you have any further questions, just post it back in there. Uh, since PEMF metabolizes, do we need to be careful if a client is on pain medications? Once. What, what you want to make sure, let, let's say you're going to, someone's going to take a pain medication and you're going to treat them. 
and that pain medication is being metabolized while you're treating you can increase the viability of what they're of what they're taking so that's why we often talk about when we're doing a horse if they're going to administrate administer uh, a medication to the horse give the medication let it get assimilated into the body and then go do your treatment at that point you're not changing anything you're not altering any metabolization. Now, in some cases, you may have a veterinarian that you're dealing with and they understand that we can improve the metabolization. And so they give a medication and let's say they, they give a medication of a particular strength. Well, you're only absorbing a percentage of that medication because it's got to go through the gut, digestion and all of that. And they know that. They know that they're, they're, they gave you this much, so you, so you make sure you get this much is how that quite often equates. Now, there may be a veterinarian that says, hey, I want to give this medication. I want you to treat because I want to improve the metabolization of what I'm giving for this purpose or that person. So that's why it's always good to discuss these types of conversations with your, with your veterinarian. But so the best thing that I recommend doing is if you're going to take a medication, take the medication, give it some time to be digested, metabolized into the system, and then come back and do the treatments that you're looking for. We used to do that with temperature. When a horse would have a temperature and we're going to treat it and, and they're considered worried about an infection, we always would recommend, the veterinarians would recommend, give the medication, give the antibiotics, let them be in the system uh, for a period of time so they do their thing and then come back and do the treatment to help pain relief, to help uh, all of that type of stuff. So that's one way of looking at that and um, going forward with it. It says, should I stop sessions if they will be getting a steroid shot in the area? This is for back pain in a human. Same thing. If they're going to get a steroid shot, uh, quite often they're getting the shot to relieve the pain. If, if someone is getting a, an epidural type of shot or something like that. And, and you want to, again, same thing, let the shot be administered, wait 24 hours, then come back and begin, uh, begin your treatments. You could treat right up until the time of the injection, if someone's going to do that, to help them be comfortable, to help them have good blood flow. So when they do get the, do get the injection into the area, everything's ready, everything's primed for what's going to be going on. So you can approach it from that, uh, uh, for that type of situation. Um, so, okay, let's see. We got a couple other questions here. I think we got a couple of calls uh, three minutes ago. All right, let me come back here and go here and do the call from, um, let's see. Yes. All right. Let me let me give the call here and answer a question. Sorry, it takes me a second to be my own uh, assistant here. Hello. Hello, Pat Zemer here. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. How can I help you? So I um, have posted some testimonials. Uh, so I have a very large spinal fusion, and I have been extremely blessed by finding MagnaWave PEMF. Um, I was originally treated, and I texted it incorrectly. I was originally treated on a Julian Duo, and I bought a Pulse Pro. And I am wondering if the protocol, my sessions, the duration, the level that I set my Pulse Pro on might need to be different than it was when I received the original treatment under the Julian Duo. 
It could be each machine is a bit different uh, in terms of where the electrodes are, so on and so forth. So you could need to adjust your treatment a little bit uh, to, to obtain the results that you're looking for. And, and what I would recommend is you have a discussion with Aaron or Teresa about that, what you're doing, and they can give you the best direction to go forward with that. They're very similar in uh, how the machines are made, but again, they could vary from device to device. So you may uh, want to change your treatment settings either up a little bit or down a little bit. Comfort is the key, but and how you might approach that. And I, and I certainly just want to just confirm something that you have told us before is that treating, applying the coil from a different direction uh, has definitely been something I've seen um, be important in, in, in my personal sessions. Most assuredly. And, and it, it's a strange thing because, I mean, just imagine you put a coil on a knee and or a butterfly on the knee. You're penetrating the whole knee. But for some reason, the tissue just responds better if you one day treat from the top of the knee, the next day you treat from the bottom, the next day you treat side to side, and you get the, the tissue stay, is continually awakened to what's going on, and it, and it receives it and, and seems to react in a better fashion. Yes, I, and I definitely just wanted to confirm to you, I have personally found that to be true. Correct. Yep. Perfect. All right. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, send, send an email to support at Magnaway PMF, and we'll send you some gear. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good question. Uh, certainly, uh, again, how things are worn, how things are used, device to device. You just want to correct it and make sure that you're comfortable in what you're delivering and you're getting the proper, uh, proper amount of energy that you're looking for. Okay. Um, let's see here. Here's a call. We'll get Carly here. Let's do Carly. And see what she has, and we have some other questions. Oh, we got a bunch of questions here on the. Uh... Hello. Yes, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Hi. How are you? Good. So I have a friend whose horse they discovered had an infection tooth. She ended up putting a hole through her skull on the top, and you can see the hole on the top. Now, they're going to be doing surgery. How soon after surgery could we magnawave that? You could magnawave that as soon as the bleeding is controlled. You don't want to magnawave if there's active bleeding going on. Not that you're going to cause more bleeding, but you just are going to help the blood flow and the, and the bleeding will be there. So you want things to be controlled. So they'll suture it up. If they close it up, give it a little time. So make sure that there is no bleeding going on and then you're good to go. So that could be as soon as a couple, two, three hours, or that could be the next day. Okay, what would be the protocol to work on that? Just a few minutes of session or? Now you're talking about on top of the head? Um, where the tooth, the hole in the face, where the tooth that comes through with the infection. Okay, I would, uh, I would do very, make sure you're comfortable and you'll know if it's too high, the, the horse will not allow you to, to do it. And I would be on a moderate setting, uh, probably for six to eight minutes. Um, I would, if you, if it's possible, I'd do it every day for the first five or six days, and then maybe once a week or whatever. Once you get ahead of what's going on, but uh, comfort is the key. When particularly when you're dealing around the eyes and the face and and that type of thing, you want them to make sure that they're comfortable. So you don't have to go higher like you might do if you're doing the sacrum or a knee or an ankle, something like that. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay, anything else? 
That is all. Thank you. Okay, send an email to support at Magnolia PMF, and we'll send you some gear. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we have two questions here. Let's do this one. And then we'll go to the questions that are typed out. Hello. Hello, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWay. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Uh, it's early here. <laughs> <laughs> but you're calling Hawaii. Did oh. you get my questions that I hope are somewhat legible? I haven't had my first cup of coffee. Let yet. me uh, let me go back to the uh, question and see it here. Um, <sighs> a client who feels they need a stronger machine like the Maya, but found magnusutical magnusphere and believes seven coils and driver will be the equivalent at a fraction of the cost. Is this something you have knowledge on? Okay, uh, they need a stronger machine like the Maya, but have found the magnusutical magnusphere and believes will be equivalent at a fraction of the cost. The, the quick answer to that is no. The magnusphere is a fine device, but it is low power, so you're talking about being in that device for probably a half hour to an hour treatment uh, each time and probably every day uh, for a period of time uh, if, if available. Now, if they're going to a doctor and they're, and they're having to go, they're going to pay certainly for the number of minutes that they're using that device. And so that becomes an issue. But the magnusphere is a low power, low frequency device. So you're talking about very little Gauss delivery. If, if they're wanting more strength and they're thinking about the Maya, any of the other units in between the soul, the, uh, um, uh, the the semi any of those units will be uh, super will be more powerful certainly more powerful than the than the magnusphere um, and they'll get a, a better result quicker they'll get a more quick result so the seven coils and driver which the client took the initiative to look that up um, was must must have been his deciding factor thinking that it would deliver the gauss because he was previously using a thirty thousand dollar magna wave um machine by his veterinarian and he tried the semi five and his dog which has degenerative disc disease is not is peppier but not doing much better and so the magnosphere um was with the seven coils the same guts is what he compared it to he felt would give him a better return because he didn't want to spend thirty thousand on a machine well and, and i don't know that he needs to spend that amount of money uh on what he's doing now what he may need to be you know what he may need to do if he's using um which what he said it would, it's the semi machine the semi five the semi five as compared to the maya or the max or even the, the pulse pro or julian uh it's not as strong but it is much stronger than the than the uh, magnosphere and so what what he simply may need to do is when he's using the semi five is to simply do it a little longer not you don't have to do it an hour but he might do it 20 minutes as opposed to 10 minutes that he would do it on the max machine or one of the bigger bigger devices so that is the primary difference in in the devices the the low power devices like the magnosphere which again it does a fine job. It's just slower and you have to use it longer. And that's their, what they're equating it to. Gauss delivery. Now, I haven't looked at their 
I, I need to do that. Um, it, I'd have to read it if I went there right this minute. But the gauss of those devices is much, much, much lower than some of the high voltage, high power devices like we have. Now, with the treatment of uh, extending it to 20 minutes, they can still, can they do it twice a day? Just Absolutely. Just separate it by eight hours? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd wait six hours, um, yeah. four to six hours in between treatments. The reason for that is you're you're putting energy in the body. The body's utilizing the energy. You're improving the blood flow. You're improving the blood oxygenation. Once that's done, you don't need to do any more for a period of time. But to come back later in the day and give it a boost uh, just to make sure that just to help dial down the inflammation in the area where, that they're trying to work on is certainly uh, a way to approach that. And that's what I would do. I would do it six to eight minutes, twice a day. And uh, again, it may take more treatments on their animal because they can't turn it as high as the uh, Max machine or some of the others. Well, with a degenerative disc disease, he's not going to see an improvement. The dog's um, aging. And so I guess he's he's thinking that um, with the Maya, he was seeing the dog was able to get around better. And with the 75, he's noticing that the dog is not getting around or feeling much better after using it. He's been using it now uh, once a day for 20 minutes for five days which which attachment uh the big loop well you know the large loop does, does he loop. have a butterfly uh he does does he have a paddle no paddle okay i would use the butterfly instead of the large loop because you'll okay. get a, you'll get a higher gauss delivery with the butterfly okay because it's a smaller coil and uh, that may provide the difference that he's looking for initially, maybe the way to try it. But, and you're right, with a degenerative situation, he's not going to regenerate that. That That's not, we don't do that. That, that Unfortunately, that we don't cr create those types of situations. But the more powerful machine may, because what happens, it, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm going to talk about, uh, um, in, a, in a horse when they have navicular, when you have actual bone de degradation, which he's got uh, in his situation, it's always going to be irritating the nerves and the muscles around it. So as soon as he stops, it's trying to come back. It's kind of like a spur. If you got a spur on your heel, you can make it feel better, but you're going to walk down the street it's going to start hurting again. Or you put on the wrong shoes and go to the state fair and realize halfway through the day you've got on the wrong shoes and your neck and your back are killing you. Until you change shoes, it's going to bother you. And and so he does have, and you're absolutely right, he does have that situation that he's dealing with that it's not going to improve the situation. You know, it's not going to, he, you know, keep it, it can keep it from degrading further. It, we, we see that a lot with arthritis in the horses, that, that we, they, we, we limit the amount of calcium buildup with good blood circulation. That's all we're doing. We're not healing anything. We're just improving the blood circulation, which keeps uh, the, the accumulation of, of down of the calcium that causes the problem when it rubs the nerves or when the nerves rub the area. And, and so that, that would be my thought there. Maybe go to the butterfly and, you know, if the more powerful machine does it, I would have him look at the, the Pulse Pro uh, or, the, or the, uh, this, the Maya would be beneficial. Uh, or, or, even, or perhaps even the paddle. Or even the paddle, because the paddle really increases the amount of gauss delivered to the area. Okay.
those are good options. Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, and, and how about that second question? Okay. Does a doctor and our practitioner have the opportunity to, to bill an insurance company for a session? At this point, some doctors, depending on the insurance coverages that, that they work with, uh, chiropractors, for example, can bill for muscle stimulation. They can bill for frequency medicine. There's various things that they can bill for that they may feel that our devices or these types of devices fit those areas. Uh, that, that's a big challenge as some of these devices become FDA approved or FDA cleared, whatever words you want to use. Your next challenge is to get the insurance companies to accept it and to pay for it. And, and so in some cases, yes, that is possible. And it is changing because there are devices that are FDA approved. Insurance companies do, do understand that and they are allowing for that to be done. But it's, it's a slow process that's going on. Now in the horse world, in the, in the veterinary and the equine world, they're much more uh, where they have insured their, their racing or their performance horses or even you know their performance dogs or just their dog in general. And, and the insurance companies are more readily of open to doing that because they don't want to have to pay. And so they'll pay for some treatments to uh, eliminate some other issues that they might have to, to pay for or, or other medications. So uh, what I understood from another talk was that the MagnaWave was uh, coded very similar to what a TENS machine would be. But what I didn't understand is whether or not it had to be the doctor who was submitting this to the insurance company or the practitioner. At this point, you know, at this in the, in the United States, again, it varies from country to country, but in the United States, it has to be from a licensed provider. So that would be a a, a doctor or a chiropractor or, or something like that. For for individual practitioner to do that is not yet the case. And in this case, it could actually vary from state to state. Correct. There are some okay. states that do allow things to be billed and, and so forth. That is correct. Okay. You've been so helpful. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Send an email to support at Magnolia PMF and we'll get you some gear. All right. Thank you. Thank again. you. Uh -huh. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Good questions uh, there today. Uh, and here's another one. Let's get a couple of questions off of the uh, chat box here for last week. I got all the chat box questions and um, missed some of the phone calls. Okay, let's see. Since PMO oh, got that, I did answer that one. Good morning from McKenna from Wisconsin. I have a client with a chronic sciatica issues. What kind of results have you experienced or anyone else in the Magnaway family just started treating her once a week with the butterfly and LZR? Okay, uh, and the, the challenge there is someone, what's causing it, uh, how long they've experienced it, and again, what they're doing after the treatments. For example, uh, I've had some sciatica issues and I've learned. And when I get into my car and I start driving, all of a sudden I get this lump, if you will, or feels like a knot in, in my buttocks and in my hip area. And I have to start moving around the seat. Well, and I treat myself when I get into that situation. But if I get in the car and I don't recline my seat a little bit, it's there. And no matter what I've done. So it, it's important that they follow all the different situations to make themselves uh, more comfortable. They can 
reduce the inflammation very quickly. But if they then go get into a car or they carry themselves in a certain fashion as they walk or they've got, you know, particular, you know, any number of things can cause some of these situations. For example, uh, sitting on a billfold. Um, I, years ago, I stopped putting my billfold in my back pocket. I carry my billfold in my front pocket. So when I'm sitting, I'm not sitting on anything that's making me unbalanced uh, in the car or in, in the house or where, whatever I'm doing. Just that can make a difference on your posture, which over time can influence what's doing. You can come in and treat it today and it's better, but you put that billfold back in that pocket and you sit down this afternoon, you're going to have it start coming back immediately or you're not going to get rid of it completely. And so those are the situations to deal with. We've had very good success. In fact, uh, uh, my friend Alex in California was, was a horse trainer uh, and uh, now he's the national sales manager for Luberson. But at any rate, uh, he called me. He told me, man, you got to see this machine when we first started getting involved with this machine. And, and then two weeks later, he called me back and said, did you call these people? And I said, no, I'm busy treating some horses here in Ocala, so on and so forth. And he said, you need to call this. But this, this young lady came by and brought this machine and treated my sciatica and it was gone. It was just amazing. And on treatment. Now, how long that lasted, that's the key. Once a week with the LZR as you're doing and a treatment, initially may not be enough. You may need to treat that person three or four or five times in a row if possible to get it, what I say, to get ahead of the situation that you're dealing with. And then you can drop back to once a week or once every other week to keep things in check and keep things uh, in, in a good situation. So that would be the suggestion there. To go after it, you can get a result are you going to get it if it's something that they've been dealing with for a good period of time? Might be difficult. You want multiple treatments uh, to do that. And I hate to even talk like that because I want everybody to be treated once and they're happy and they and they come back when they have another issue. But unfortunately, sometimes it takes multiple treatments to get ahead um, of a situation. I personally have a situation in my mid back now. I, I, I attribute it totally to stress that I get when I get some stress thoughts going through my head or whatever it is. And I, I can treat it once and I treat mid back up to, and it's right here in the uh, clavicle and where I have it, the top of the shoulder is where I get the, the pain, but I've realized that it's mid back to where it's coming from. So I'll treat mid back up to the top of my shoulder. I'm using the uh, 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 Spiro Go to, to treat it. So it's, I'm, I wanna do that because it's one of our newer machines and it's a little lower power. It's more like the semi and to make sure that it that it's helping me. And it is, but I have to do it uh, more often because I want to try to to stay ahead of it. And what I do is I'll treat myself two or three days and I get to feeling real good. And then I'll go out and work in the yard or I'll go uh, ride my bike or do something. And all of a sudden it's back and I, I should have kept treating. And and because but I think everything's fine. So I don't treat it. And then all of a sudden, bingo, it comes back and then I got to treat it some more. Imagine that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, that's how you want to approach that. Let's see, sciatica, all right. Let's see, I have a soul and my client list is going fast. At what point should I consider getting a bigger machine, Julian Duo? Well, Sierra, um, there are people that have their business and they, they stay with the soul or the semi devices and, and they're very happy with that. When you're in a situation that you want to be able to do more in a day, uh, there's a, the stronger devices or shorter treatment periods. You can turn them a little higher to get them to get a more uh, 
direct result as you're approaching uh, going through your day. And, and I would look at a very simple equation. Uh, when I started, uh, I, I bought my first machine and I paid for it in uh, six months um, uh, of doing treatments. So when you know that, that your business is growing, that your machines almost paid for, or however you're doing it, and, and that you can see what your, what your volume is and then talk about, do, do we, we have a profit calculator on the website where you can look at how many treatments it's going to be because certainly when you go to a bigger machine, you're going to pay a little more. And so you got to, your payout time is a little different. But I would base it on the, the type of, the number of clients you have, how your revenue is going and what what basis are you treating? For example, if all of a sudden your client list is growing to where you're doing more performance horses or you're doing athletic type of uh, clients that, that they need the, the, the increased power and they want the improved speed of delivery, then you might think at that point to be able to step up your game and have a machine that'll be more versatile for what you want to do. If you find yourself, if you're in the equine world and you find yourself working with a lot of knee and foot problems, you're going to probably want for versatility, a stronger machine. Whereas if you're treating so the, the, the back of the horse or the shoulders of the horse, you're never going to turn it all the way up that you might if you're treating a foot or an ankle or that type of situation. So just kind of in, in our, our product specialists can help you with that. I'm happy to help you with that as well to have that to have that conversation. And, and so if you get to a point that you've got more customers than you can service, then it's time to have a second helper or a second device. Uh, that you can uh, implement and bring into your practice. I hope that helps. And uh, if you, again, if you have further questions, uh, let me know. Okay. How important is it to talk about gauss to customers? Many of mine get lost just talking about cell permeability, getting to the science and so forth. The, the important thing is, is you, you want people to understand that you're delivering what I quite often refer to as massive amounts of energy to the area. You are not putting a number on it. If you put a number on it, all of a sudden it, it's, is it 5,000 or 6,000 or 9,000? What are you, what are you giving? Is it 500? And what they're looking for is a result. And so when you can talk about energy delivery, you're not putting it on it. It's a massive amount of energy. You're going to feel it as it approaches the area, depending on the device, but you're going to feel it as it approaches the area. And over a period of time, you're going to feel better. And so you don't need to create rocket science in, in order to do this because it is very difficult. And that's one of the reasons that I'm working with the, the, the uh, Soul Pro, not Soul Pro, the, the Spiro Go, as I'm experimenting with it and using it is to just know how long I use it. And I do you treat myself longer with that than I would with the Julian or Pulse Pro or the Maya or the Max. But uh, it's comfortable. It's easy. It's smaller. So I and I can put it here in my office uh, at home and and rest in the chair and treat my back like I do in uh, uh, 15 or 20 minutes and bingo, I'm a pretty happy camper. And I and it, it, it amazes me when I do that, when it's a weaker machine or a little lower power machine in, in our line and I can still do it. And, and uh, an hour later, I'm out to dinner or I'm doing something and, and I feel good. And and so it, I just talk about energy. It's it's a amount of energy that you're going to feel. That's one of the secrets. People need to feel it sometimes more than they need to understand the numbers that are being delivered or even hear it. Just the fact uh, that you can hear it and you can feel it uh, as it as it works on your. For example, the the. Uh, uh, Spiro Go, you can feel it. When I put it on my back, I feel it, but I don't feel it all the way through 
like I do when I'm using the Maya or the Pulse Pro or one of the more powerful machines, but I feel it on the area. And that's the, that's the important thing that, that people need to try to wrap their head around. Don't go too deep because they're going to all of a sudden going to be trying to, so I talk energy. Uh, a, a massive amount of energy that's going to help your body have better blood flow, better oxygenation, and uh, help things feel better. Bingo. Uh, you start putting numbers on it. And, and that's one of the things, just to be really clear, that the uh, AOPP, the Association of PMF Professionals, is working to do is to understand and to have a clearinghouse, if you will, for the strength of machines, the power that's being generated, because it's all over the wall. And because what originally happened when these machines were first developed back in the late 1980s and the, and the 1990s in the U.S. from the machines that were brought over from Greece is most of the numbers were achieved with mathematical equations. In other words, if I have this capacitor, these diodes, this, this type of transformer, this much uh, copper coil in my tube, I'm going to get 2,000 gauss. Uh, or I'm a two Tesla. And, but when they got to the point that we could really measure these machines, because they're very difficult to measure, because I've said in the past, the signal starts and stops, and a, a magnetometer is designed to read a signal that is continuous. So when you have a start and stop signal, a regular man magnetometer does not measure it accurately. So once we were able to start measuring the, the high-powered machines more accurately, we were learning that the Gauss was different than what the mathematical equation gave us. A lot of that's because, as I mentioned earlier today, the size and the type of attachment that you're using uh, with these devices. So I hope that, uh, hope that helps. Uh, talk about energy if someone wants to talk Gauss and, and something I used to do all the time and it's something that you can do find either a, a compatriot in your in your area that you can talk to get your your uh, your product specialist that you dealt with in with the machine elaine or myself or somebody uh, arrange a call this, this is amazing i used to do this all the time I, I i call it money phone and there's a lot of ways to use your phone to help you make money but i would tell my practitioners if you're in a group of people and they start questioning what you're doing call me and put it on the speaker and they may not know me or anything but the person on the other end of that line is always considered an expert and and i'm not trying to cheapen it but i'm just saying if someone else can say it if you say it or i would say it when i would go out into the field what well, does this and about that I'm just trying to sell something. I'm trying to get some business. But when you put somebody else on and they start speaking logically and they start answering the questions and then they can take a question or two from those three or four people that are standing around and answer that question, bingo. It, it's magic in how you can tie the family together, if you will, and get your questions answered in those uh, types of environment. And it, it was just amazing. And I, I've, I've done that over the years. Now, my, what, my, uh, what I do today is a little different, but I, I it still would help out in that situation. If someone needs it, let me know and we can organize it and, and do something like that. But it's, it's just amazing how people respond when somebody else is answering the question for them and uh, and they're able to interact so anyway um hope that helps and let's see here um let's see if we've got another one same question here how many joules is the lgr putting out 
I don't know. I, I don't recall off the top of my head. It's in the, it's in the book. Perhaps uh, Aaron can can uh, get to that answer. The joule output of the uh, LZR, the red light therapy, and uh, the wattage is the thing that's that's pretty important with that. That's why the LZR being red light therapy, it's not a laser. It it is red light, and it is uh, putting a the the heat. It's very valuable with the heat that it produces and the penetration that we get from the 1200 watts that 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 particular device uh, emits. And and there's another thing to talk about there in in terms because people will go. It's kind of like um, and it's kind of like studies. People have said, okay, uh, I want to run my magno, my magnawave machine at this Hertz or this frequency because the study, there was a study done back in 79 that they had five Hertz or they used uh, this particular frequency and they got good results. So I, I want to replicate that. Well, with different devices, that's very difficult to do. But what we have learned over the years is that the, the, particular high level of Gauss or the particular frequency, the frequency in our devices is not like a radio frequency. The frequency in our devices is how often it fires. So if it fires five times a second, you could call that a frequency of five uh, and or whatever, or once a second, you could call that a frequency of one because that's when it is firing. But somebody else wants to say, well, I put it on a frequency of 78. Well, on our devices, you could do that. You can turn it way down and it's firing if you could count it. 78 times in a second or whatever and and bingo you've got a, that type of frequency but in, in some cases it's it's so low that you're getting what you're looking for so um, and, and another explanation to that dr dennis when he did the nasa study used 10 hertz and so people have said well you got to be you ha i have to get to 10 hertz to get the real healing effect of what's going on no, that was an arbitrary number. And he will tell you that. He's told us that. He's told us that at MagnaCon. It was a number that he picked. He certainly feels that he could have chosen 20 hertz or 5 hertz or whatever. It was the signal that was being produced, how the signal was starting and stopping, how all of that was cumulative to provide uh, the, the services that he was looking for or the, the documentation that he was looking for. So because something was done 15 years ago or five years ago or whatever at a particular setting or a particular thing does not necessarily mean that that's the only setting or the only number or the only power that will be beneficial in those situations. And we've had that with our devices being high power devices compared to the low power devices. The low power devices, they work just fine. Again, some of them are a little slower and you got to do them more often, da 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 But the high power devices are pro producing a very similar type of result in the body. They're just doing it with a higher power with a quicker, quicker result. You go put out a fire, it's tough to put out a fire with a garden hose, whereas you can put it out with a fire hose much better. And it's because it's more powerful. And, and what do you want? You want the fire out. And if you got all day and you don't care, you put the garden hose on it and let it go, but you'll eventually get it out or it will burn out. But there you go. And, and so that's the way to to have a look at those type situations. OK, let's see. Hope that helps. Um, crazy question. You say not to use on someone with active bleeding uh, during a, a woman's cycle. Should you not treat? 
That's a great question. And what I'm really talking about is a situation, and, and, and again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't really make this, this determination, but in a cycle, you're talking a lot of times there's cramping, uh, there's discomfort, there's endometriosis in some people and the inflammation, and you want to aid that during the process. You're not, gonna, you're not going to necessarily, I don't think, bleed more uh, during a cycle when it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a natural thing. So that is a good question and there is some confusion. And I do know that people have used it during their cycle to be more comfortable, to uh, it, it, look at it this way. If, if you're going to, to pass an amount uh, of blood and, and maybe you do it a little quicker, you might be comfortable a little quicker. Uh, just saying, just thinking, uh, and, and perhaps that's a question that we asked Dr. Amanda and she can give us some, some input on. But in those type situations, uh, I know, but when we're talking surgically where you've got something repaired and you've got, or you've got an injury that they want to, uh, it's an open injury and they really can't do much but bandage it. So you want to just wait until it's bandaged and it's uncontrollable. So we just don't have, you know, bleeding for three or four days that we can allow to, to stop. Great question, though. Thank you for uh, for asking. Um, I've never had anyone ask. Joe, Jim Sapkin. Hi, Jim. How are you? Thanks for being with us. Uh, should I stop sessions if they are getting a steroid? Oh, did I ask that already? I think I did. A steroid shot. Um, here's here's uh, Carly says, I personally use my machine for cramps. That's, that's good. Uh, Nola asks, should have done that for my husband prior to his second vaccine. You, you know, and, and that's another thing that people have been talking about, about vaccines and, and treating if they're going to have a sore arm uh, or, or whatever in that type of situation to treat the area after the inoculation or before. Uh, as I've talked about, you can treat people who are getting epidural type of shots or, or, or uh, uh, particular shots for pain in their back. You can treat right up until the time of the shot, and that just gives them more comfort. They may get a better distribution, uh, so on and so forth. So here we go. A um, lot of questions, a lot of answers on the um, uh, on the different devices. Uh, Liliani asks, what are the key selling points against our competitors, such as um, equine, uh, when customers are comparing machines? Well, couple of things you you want to know and and I'm just going to talk about uh, what we offer uh, from the standpoint of our app we we do have an app that's there that you can you can go down and talk about the different equine indications when you're treating uh, a horse or a client and you want to know what's what's the best way to do as I've pointed out uh, it, it's not in in my nature to throw my competitors under the bus. And so I, what I talk about is we're all doing the same thing. You want to work with somebody that you can deal with. You want to work with somebody that appears to believe in what they're doing. I've said this a million times. If When you're talking to a person and you're talking to a client and, and they want to know how you're going to treat their animal and what's going on, if they detect for a second that you're not Number one, sold on what you're doing. You, you don't 100% believe it or you're not 100% educated there. They can tell that. And so people want to know confidence. And so when you're talking to your clients, 
be confident, be truthful in what's going on. If they ask you a question you can't answer, come to us and get the answer. As I said, you can almost call right from the right from the time that the question is answered, ask and get an answer from somebody in our system. Those are the things that I've learned that customers want. They, they want good customer service. They want a fair price. They, they want these types of things. But number one is they really want to know and see that you that you believe in uh, in what is going on. And so that's always uh, very important in those types of situations. Now, you'll have people that will tell you or they'll tell the, the competition will say, well, my machine does this or my machine does that. They all are basically uh, doing the same thing and that that people are are dealing with. So uh, that would be my number one thing is to have a good elevator speech, understand what you're doing, believe in what you're doing, and they will see that. Utilize the resources that we have available for you. Uh, I mean, it's it's very important. It's important to how you present yourself. I'm not saying that people don't present themselves where, but wear the gear. Be proud of who you're working with, so that people see that that you know you're part of a of a bigger family. I mean, when I first started dragging this machine around, you may have heard me uh, tell this story before. First, I was the crazy guy uh, dragging this machine around that. Nobody knew what it did, but he just said it does this. Then, you know, it became kind of voodoo. Well, he's treating it and it's working, uh, but I don't know what it is. Then it became, well, it's working, but it's got to be illegal. Uh, So you got to be careful about that. Then it became, oh, this really works and my doc agrees with it or this really works and my horse performs better. I feel better. My dog uh, is getting around better. Uh, So those kind of things. And you got to you got to get through that. So. Uh, being honest and not saying that people aren't honest, but just being honest, being forthright is what people uh, want to hear. And if somebody presents information, simply ask the question, do you have documentation of that? People will say, well, it does this or it does that. There are a couple of companies out there uh, today that, uh, and I've talked about them in the past that have low power units and they're they're more of a network uh, type of situation. They scare me to death because there's a lot of folks out there making claims that they shouldn't be making. And all it does is get potentially get everybody in trouble. We're a wellness uh, type of apparatus. We promote a sense of well-being. Uh, we help people feel better and to hopefully heal better and and in that type situation. So if, if someone's making claims, ask for documentation. Uh, if someone says they've got patents or something, ask for the patent. If they say they're an FDA cleared device, of which there um, aren't very many at this stage in time, uh, we do have a device that was just FDA registered uh, two weeks ago. And uh, we're going down that road with all these devices and all the devices are safety tested. You'd be amazed the number of people out there that are making devices that are not safety testing them, not making any effort to safety test them. And what does that mean? Well, it, what that means is if, 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 if a doctor has a device or somebody has a device in their home and God forbid, there's a fire and they say, well, it came from this plug over here, this device that could, if it's not safety tested to be clear to use electrically, a company could say, well, we're not going to pay the insurance. So it's very important as as we gain growth. I mean, it's really changed. Uh, and I've said this before, when I started, there were two or three machines east of the Mississippi River. And today there's thousands. I mean, there's thousands in the United States. There's thousands around the world. 
things change. People start noticing what people are saying. People start noticing that this is really a mainline type of thing. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring PEMF back to more of a mainline medicine in the United States, like it is in other countries. It is accepted and it is used and, and in, in many different, in many different facets. And so I, I get a little long winded and I don't want to get off base here, but that's the thing to remember and the thing to consider as you approach those type situations. Okay, um, I have human client I see regularly, and he also asks for some same treatment, same attachments, which is fine by me. But would it be advantageous to change it up? If so, why why can I explain the benefits to the client? Well, it's not as important to switch attachments if he wants the same attachment. Fine, and but today just dial the, the intensity. You know, if you're using a machine and you're putting it on 10 every time and he's using the large loop, uh, wherever it's being used, uh, run it at nine one time, run it at, at uh, seven one time, run it at 10, run it at seven, and then turn it up to 10 for the last five minutes of the treatment or the last 10 minutes of the treatment. Again, the, the basis, the tissue responds differently, responds more favorably when it's approached in different intensities for, uh, in different periods of time. So you want to change the intensity, change the movement and approach it from different directions and, and you're good. What's that mean? If you're treating a, a horse's knee, treat on one side of the knee today, treat around the knee tomorrow, treat up and down the knee or the leg the next day or the next treatment. And you're always got the tissue surprised. You're always got the tissue saying, oh, there's something going on here. I need to pay attention to this. I'll feel better. Let's clear out this information. And and we call that muscle memory. We call it cellular memory. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've worked on a horse and we do the horse and, uh, and all of a sudden the horse goes down the shed row, trots down, doesn't look any different, gets down to the end of the shed row or, you know, the end outside where they're trotting it. And all of a sudden the horse realizes it feels better, turns around, trots back beautifully. Because the pain's not there and, and uh, because it's different, but yet they're so accustomed that when they start to go, it's going to be a problem that they act as though it's a problem. And once they realize that it's not a problem, you'll watch their gait change. You'll watch them change leads more handsomely or whatever, uh, more handily and away you go in those type situations. Okay. Um, do you normally ask clients what medications they take in case you need to let them know it might make them better absorbed and they might need to take to their doctor or do you not even do you not seem like I'm giving medical advice? It does not hurt to ask what medications people are taking. What you do want to know is you want to give them the opportunity to talk with their vet about what they're doing and to ask uh, if, if they should put do the medication prior or medication after or those types of things. Let the doctor make those types of situations. Kind of do what I was talking earlier. If you know someone is taking a medication, make sure they take their medications in the morning if you're going to treat them in the afternoon. And so everything is, has gotten a chance to be absorbed, to be metabolized in the body, and, and it's there. There was a question people used to ask the questions, well, if that's happening and they're going to test my horse after an event and I've given it an injection, if I'm treating it, am I increasing the amount uh, of the injection in the bloodstream? 
they don't inject more than they can be allowed to inject if they're doing it properly. So what they put in there, the fact that we're helping the animal feel better after the injection, you're not changing the amount of the injection that is recorded or is, is in the thing. We had, a, I mean, it never was a question. All of a sudden, one day, phone rings. Well, I, I, I'm going to be tested. What, what should I worry about? And we learned nothing because you didn't do anything wrong. So your blood flow, blood system does not say, oh, because this happened, there, there's more of this or, or more of that. It's there and it, it's, it's going to be utilized as it's directed. So that's typically not a situation. Um, let's see here. Uh, where'd it go? Do that often with body work on a horse, very tight. Okay, I don't get that question. I lost a question. Where did, I don't know where it went. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the, the question that I just saw and I can't seem to get it. I'll find it here in a second. Let me go to um, uh, messages and see what we got, treatment. Here we go. Let's give a audio and get a question. We're oh my goodness! It will be, this will probably be the last one. We're almost out of time. If it rings, hello, hello. Well, I thought we had them, but they're not there. Um. This weekend, I was magnum wave horses and people. There was a lady selling beamer machines. I walked over to see what it was all about as a competitor. I asked questions like, how far does the current go into the horse? She had no idea. She had been selling them for three years. I had to ask about pulling abscesses in horses' feet. She said no. Just wanted to say thank you, magnum wave. Well, that's very nice that you uh, uh, said that. And and different devices, and, and the beamer being one of them is a low-power device, works very well, can buy, provide some comfort to the client. But in terms of dealing with an abscess and how deep it penetrates, those devices uh, so often work on microcirculation, and they'll talk about that. They'll talk about microcirculation in the body, and we're talking about systemic circulation because they're, they're doing at the capillary level is where they're getting in where, with a very shallow penetration, which if you keep doing it is going to aid the blood flow and help the thing, but it's 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 microcirculation. We're talking about penetrating all the way through the hand, if that's what you're doing, or the elbow, or the knee, or the foot of the horse, whatever it is, and helping the circulation much deeper, much more rapidly. So those are those are the difference differences that are there, and and so uh, that you have have to deal with. Great questions today. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we are out of time. We look forward. I'll come back next week and we'll have some more questions uh, for you and uh, to answer your questions that you may have. So again, thank you for being here. Wave on to better health. We love y'all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.